0: three stakeholders that uh, we connect with Uh, the first one is well, the traditional procurement stakeholder Uh, they look at GDPR as something that must be mandatory taking into the procurement process Mm -hmm. part of the ISP, part of the selection process and the like and that goes pretty okay then you have the legal stakeholder and then the legal stakeholder is indeed the one that needs to make sure that things get written down correctly into, into the contract and there you get more into lengthy discussions uh, because sometimes the provider wants to push their GDPR uh, or DPA elements uh, in, into the contract. And of course, the client also wants to push their DPA uh, elements into, into the contract. And that's where you have the first clash of complication, uh, uh, point. So whose DPA will win? Will it be the client's one or will it be the provider's one? And uh, so this is the first one where it gets a, a bit complicated. And then the third stakeholder... Is the contract owner who is not really lying awake of that unless he or she gets well um uh, penalized by it because there's a breach and there might be might be some some uh penalty connected to that or some some uh, well public scandal related to that so the relation between those three uh, stakeholders makes it quite difficult uh, and, and, and as you said a mess Uh, to to get it really in practice uh, operationally landed because procurement wants to have the tick box that it was being part of the RFP and selection process. Legal wants to push as much as possible their DPA and then the owner needs to manage all of that without having the proper guidance very often of how to do it and without the proper knowledge of what has been contractually written down into it. So yeah, it is not easy in these outsourcing contracts Uh, uh, to to, to have it properly implemented.
1: That's interesting. I would like to bifurcate or go a bit deep into each of the three stakeholders. But before I do that, does privacy or privacy professionals also play a role in most companies you are working with or they're in the background or they're in the legal counsel area when you say? They're more into the legal counsel area indeed. Uh, In our domain of, of the
0: contracts and the business relationships, they're being involved from a legal perspective. Now, where they're being involved as well is during the execution of the contract. But that then again is the, um, the uh, responsibility of the contract owner to involve uh, the, the privacy uh, specialist. And that indeed is, is complicated as well because during the negotiations, it's clear. You get your DPA signed. You get your security and privacy officers involved in that. But how and when to do it when the execution... When do you have to involve the privacy officer? Because then it's no longer a legal issue, but it's really is is a a subject matter issue. And that's where you said it's a mess and I call it complicated, but in the (laughs) end it all boils down (laughs) to the same point.
1: Yeah, we use different words for the same thing, but let's go step by step. So when your procurement stakeholders are involved, it's more about the due diligence, understanding the vendor is compliant and so on. And sometimes privacy colleagues, because most clients I work with also, we have a privacy questionnaire, a security questionnaire, we ask if they're compliant. And that seems to be more or less the straightforward process. Agreed. Nobody says we are not compliant. Nobody says uh, we don't have a DPO. Nobody says anything like that. So that's a straightforward tick in the box process, if I may exaggerate a bit. Yeah. And everyone is trying to find something. As a client, you want to ask questions. You want to go beneath the surface, check things. And when uh, you're on the other side, you're always polishing and window dressing, if I may call it, to an extent. And then uh, there are certifications. Which help saying yes the client is certified. Are there people coming up with certifications also in that phase from a sourcing perspective? Because few months ago, not few years ago, I was talking to a chief procurement officer, whom by the way you also know. Uh, So we were thinking of how about enabling this vendor due diligence through a platform or through a solution. That vendors can, for one time, say I do this, 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 because vendors are standard vendors. Clients can then come in and hook on to that platform and so on. And then, of course, the certifications are there. Are there standardization in that domain, in that direction, happening? You see, you observe. I have
0: not not seen that, Punit. I think it's a very interesting uh, domain. It could maybe be part of of your. Um, uh, your ISO certification or an ESAE 30 yeah. uh, 3402, it could be part of, of that type of, of certification, but I have not seen it included yet, uh, uh, to be honest. It would make sense to, to be part of an ISAE um, uh, uh, 3, uh, 3402 in the end. Uh, an ISO might be a bit too light uh, uh, for it because you have a limited testing, of course, uh, on, on, on those procedures, um, but we have not seen it being part of that. now. What I would be in favor of as well is that maybe it might be part of the, um, uh, well, the data processing companies like the Moody's of this world or the um, uh, standards and poor's of these worlds, that they take that kind of a rating into account uh, as well. How much breaches have there been on a company level? Because very often that goes public. Uh, so, and that's public information that can be captured globally, and you might have some sort of an indicator from a S&P or a Moody's or a Fitch uh, that says, well, look, we take privacy as part of the indicators uh, in there, and that might lead to, to a more, well, public standard rather than a certification standard, if you know what I mean, put it. But it has not been taken into, into the public standards of, of Moody's, and Standards and Poor as well, uh, to be honest.
1: Yep, I think that's the right direction to go because when anyways, companies do ask, is this vendor good enough? What's their financial standing? What's their rating? And if you can incorporate the privacy element, that's a step forward rather than the client having to shop around on the certification or the vendor. Yeah. And and instead
0: of indeed the the provider needing to push their certifications, it would be part of just a a public process of, of data gathering rather than the, the provider being pushed into an annual type of, well, spot-check type of thing, if you know what I mean, Punit.
1: Yeah. So essentially, it remains a Excel-based process in most cases. At it least does. with clients I'm working with. So especially same with you.
0: It, it does, unfortunately, uh, Puneet, it does.
1: Good. That's a good scope for us to have a product there. I agree <laughs> with
0: you. And if there's a market uh, If you can get into the market, happy to
1: support you on that one. Let's see. Let's take it offline. And then moving to the second block, the legal, where the DPA comes in, the data processing agreement comes in, or the contract is to be negotiated. And you highlighted it very well. Both have their versions. Both are negotiating the same thing, same topic, same objective, but with different clauses. Yes
0: and that's where 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 both companies hit each other for the first time on a legal
1: side yeah, and that's where most of my clients ask me saying can you review this uh, contract and it's the same remarks because now, now i have a checklist i just check against that and i say these 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 things and i keep telling them and it's so surprising that it still remains a question saying are we good enough
0: i i agree with that and and one of her clients as well has has requested us to, to, to do a compliance check on, on their contract portfolio. And one of the main things we discovered, indeed, and I don't think there's, there's it's, it's, it's such an exception, but that uh, out of the 30-plus the contracts, they had 30-plus different DPAs. Wow. Uh, and that, it's simply impossible to manage. And so we, we, we are now forcing a bit all the suppliers to go into a standard DPA with, with that client. And so, but that's not easy because then you, you need to indeed involve procurement uh, because you break open the contracts again and you get into renegotiation. So the complexity of, of standardizing DPAs is not to be underestimated as well, Punit. So it's, it's, it's something that is, it, you need a process for that in a company. Uh, but many companies don't have that process fully established yet, unfortunately.
1: Indeed, I think seven or 10 years ago when I was in sourcing, uh, or primarily in sourcing we used to call about talk about contract rationalization because contracts have so much of variety and now the dps have so much of variety that you again need the contract rationalization from privacy clauses or obligations yeah. perspective exactly and that's where artificial
0: intelligence can come in quite handy uh, so we you know it we have our own software platform as well with an ai component and rather than reading through hundreds of contracts on do we have the right dpa clauses do we have the right gdpr type of clauses you can have an ai engine read through that and then focus on how to remediate rather than spending your time reading you can spend your time on remediation and so that acceleration can happen with ai being available in the market now to be honest Punit. it um, because it takes time to to, to to read through context and identify are we compliant or not